Um, all right, everybody. Uh, this is episode 29 of the Apex Vaulting Podcast. Um, this is a really special uh, episode. It's really cool. I have two guests with me. Um, one is Robert Plum. He jumps at the club. He's been jumping at the club for a little over a year now, right? Yeah. And um, and then also I have really cool um, Hayden Williams who randomly DM'd me one day asking for some help and I'm always more than open to helping people. Anybody who needs anything, I, I love to help out. And so we started DMing back and forth and Hayden, you backed me up on this. Uh, you know, he was jumping 10-6 at the time. Uh, the numbers that we went over, he was gripping 11-6 to jump 10-6, which is a negative four inch push. And then his PR in about a month went up to 12-6 with 12-1 grip. So now we're talking about a positive 13-inch push. So, I mean, not only did, did you PR, but Hayden, you got way more efficient, you know? Um, so I guess we'll start off with you. I'll, I'll have you talk. One, why, why'd you reach out? How'd you reach out? Like, how'd you find out about us? Um, and... You know, just take me through that process. Well, um, I never really had a coach start out. I just called him for stuff. He taught me how to, like, he taught me the basics. We just watched YouTube videos. and Right. We started watching Sean Francis videos, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never really had the chance to go to a camp until, like, the end of the season. Right. But I just wasn't getting up any more than I was starting out. And it was just like a draft season for me. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to, I wanted to get better. So I just DMV. Yeah. So, so how did you find out about Apex Vaulting? Did you see my YouTube channel? Did you just see an Instagram post? Like what, what was the first thing that, that got you to find out about Apex? Um, I saw, I saw it on the, uh, hashtag mobile. Okay. I was clicking on videos, and I saw a really cool video, so I clicked on it, and it, and it was your video, so I just called it John. So, so wait, so which video was it? I'm just, I'm just interested. Maybe I should start reposting that one. <laughs> uh, I really don't remember which video it was. I think it was, like, one of the corkscrew videos. Okay. Oh, like the swing to the belly drills? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so, so then you DM'd me, and... I mean, basically what I just did, once you, once you hit me up, I just kind of sent you our posts, our drills, and then I kind of like explained through DM the drills. Uh, what was your experience? Like once you started to do the drills, like did you find that it, it was easy to follow? Was it like, what, what did you think? Well, actually I had to keep, every, after every jump, I would have to go back and watch the video and see if I was doing it right, because I tend to not do, uh, Exactly what it says, but right. It was it was easier than I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be like really just complicated stuff to the you don't really learn how to vault that good. Right. I guess. Right. The process takes a while. Yeah, and I guess that's one thing you know, and and kind of one of the topics that I want to talk about, and, and we'll bring Rob into this. Is I feel like this system is very simple. You know what I mean? Like you said, it's like you thought it was going to be a lot harder than it was. I mean, obviously you put work in. I think that shows a lot of dedication on your part that, you know, you're videotaping, you know, your jumps, you're analyzing it. And then also, I mean, I give you a lot of credit. You would just get back to me pretty often 
and I would, I would hit you back with things that I thought you could do better, and then I would give you the next progression of drills, you know? Um, so it definitely takes dedication, but I think that's one of the, the great things about the system. It, it, it is pretty simple. I'm, I'm going to ask Rob a question now, um, but you've worked a lot with your high school teammates. Like, yeah. how, how, like, you know, they're not, let's say, coming from this Apex background. How easy is it to introduce your, your teammates to this system? Well, yeah, it's pretty easy because, like, it's all conceptual. Like, they can all make sense of everything. So they kind of, like, just... Like, I teach them the swing to the belly drill or the swing to the sit drill. And, like, if they get it, they get it. If they don't, they don't. But the point is they can understand what's going on and what they're supposed to be feeling. Right. I I think the thing with this system, and and Hayden, you you chime in anytime you want. But, like, I feel like, one, you know what the goal is. Like, let's say with the swing to the belly drill, you know, it's like the deeper you land, the better. The more the pole moves, the better, you know, the higher your grip goes. And then also you're matched with efficiency because you're swinging faster, right? The other thing yeah. is, and I know a lot of people don't like the word pull, and I'm sure you've come across this, Hayden. But the thing is, like, I, I don't see any other way that you're going to get yourself into a handstand position and efficient. Like, I didn't even realize how much more efficient you became, you know, dur- during yeah. the time. I-, I just figured your grip went up and, and that's how. But it's amazing to think that you went from a negative four-inch push to now a 13-inch push. I mean, that that's a huge increase. That's a 17-inch increase in efficiency. You know what I mean? Which I, I just think is amazing. And that's through DMs. You're not even at my club. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Um, what was I going to say? Um, like, Rob. Rob was mentioning something today in practice. Like, what do some people talk about trying to, you know, become more efficient? You, you, what was the, what was the phrase that you used? They, um, they like, uh, they like the s- counterbalance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was there was a guy talking about how once you bend the pole, you need to use your weight as a counterbalance as the pole recoiling. To so, so Hayden, I want I want you to answer that. How would that have came across if I was like, hey, Hayden, once the pole bends, you have to use your weight as a counterbalance to push off the top? Would you have understood what that meant? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's the funny thing is, like, I think the way I describe it, again, people argue the pole thing because I think everybody's obsessed with trying to bend the pole. But the that – go ahead. What were you going to say? The pole, like, you're pulling down. Well, you're, you're – well, yeah, well, yeah, they, I think they confuse it, but like when I say pull, I'm talking about pulling your hips up and above your hands, you know? And. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got you now. Right. So it's like, that's why I think there's sometimes confusion, but the thing is, just look, look at your results alone. I mean, that, that's crazy what you've done, you know? And, and Rob, quite similarly, I mean, Rob's at the club and, you know, Rob actually this year, he got a torn hip labrum. So he was out. How many months were you out, Rob? I was out three months, I think. Yeah, so three full months not doing anything with his legs. And, I mean, he came back, and he's gripping 11.9. PR jumped 12.6. So it's almost like without his legs, he was still able to PR, you know, which I I feel like that's such high value to to someone trying to learn this sport. Because I I almost feel like, you know, again, and we can – you know, Hayden, let's talk a little bit about the camps that you went to, but I feel like a lot of people obsessed with the bottom arm collapsing, and I definitely don't want your bottom arm to collapse – but they obsess to a certain point where it's like now you have kids pushing so hard on the pole they're not swinging up. I mean, what 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 were you saying about slide box drills? What what was your first impression of slide box drills? They, I really thought that they were just gonna they were gonna be like the great wall drills, 
Mm-hmm. Like where you run up and it's kind of planted into it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then whenever I jumped, it kind of just slid out from underneath me and just went flying across the floor. Right. Right, and, and, and at that point, it's almost, like, dangerous. You, I mean, if you, you slap your head, back of your head on the ground, like, you really get hurt, you know? Um, so, so what, how did you work through the, the slide box drill? Did you end up getting a handle on it, or was it just something that you felt was not helpful? Well, Erica worked with me on my plant, planting tall, and that really kept it, like, kept me in control of the box. Mm-hmm. Right, right. See, now, so at that point, what was your grip? Like, what grip were you able to get up to? What, you know, what were you jumping back then when you were doing those slide box drills? Uh, I moved my hands down to, I think it was 11, like, 11-1. Okay. Yes. Okay, and what, did, and what was your PR then? Did you say 11? Uh, PR- Ten six. Okay. So, okay. So I mean, that's not that's not terrible at that point. Eleven foot grip. You jump ten six. I, I think that's manageable. It's like a negative two inch push. Um, but see, but now, which drill that I showed you do you think helped you the most? The drill where you said take the long to short approach. Like you start out with long strides. And then as you come to your left, uh, left, you have a really short left, and then you take off. Right. So, so right. So you you're talking about the jumping drill. Yes, sir. Because I was never uh, landing tall with whenever I was taking the long steps all the way through mm-hmm. until I got to my short the short step, and then I had a perfect plant, and I wasn't having my arms behind me instead of like going straight forward. Well. Right, and and I think that's another thing that a lot of people don't understand about our system. But even regardless of the system that you're in, if you don't jump up, you're going to collapse or your arms are going to get thrown back and you have to row them back out in front and you waste a lot of time. And I feel like a lot of people tell kids to jump up, but they don't teach them how to. I, I mean, I think that jumping drill, that's critical. I try to throw that in at least once or twice a week during our warm-ups. We'll do, we'll rotate between a four to now we've added a six step jumping drill. And, you know, that really helps because now once the kids know how to jump up, you can then apply that to your vault, you know? And I, and I feel like that's super critical. That's something that a lot of people, again, I think they give lip service. They talk about jumping up, but they don't actually have the kids learn how to jump up. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and and that's that's huge. I'm I'm glad the jumping drill was was really able to help. Um, let me ask you this too, Hayden. Do you feel that there's enough like pole vault content out there? Are there enough people that are putting out drills or progressions that that are helpful? Or do you feel like it's just I in my estimation? And you tell me. That's why I'm, I, I have you guys on because you guys are in high school and you're kind of in it. I mean, I feel like there's just a lot of videos of people jumping, but there's not a lot of, like, drills. There's not a lot of progressions out there where people can go, okay, this is step one, this is step two, and this is how I can get better. Yeah. The only person besides you that really I've actually watched and got content from was 
Sean Francis with Team Hoot. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, Sean definitely puts out a lot of stuff. Yeah, that, he, he's awesome. Another thing about pole vault content is there's not a lot of, like, um, numbers involved in, like, the posts on, like, Instagram, per se. Like, they'll have, like, a video of them jumping and say, like, nice jumping today or whatever. But it doesn't say, like, what they gripped or what the bungees were at or anything like that. Right, yeah. I, I, I mean, what do you find, Hayden? I feel like that's the other thing, too. It's like nobody's putting out numbers. I think it's one thing to watch someone jump 18, but to know the numbers, like the grip, the mid marks, where they ran from, you know, all that kind of stuff, that tells a lot of the story, and that could help young vaulters out there. Oh, yeah. That definitely helps me whenever I see you uh, like where it says the bungee. Right. I, what driven from a, how many lefts you're going from or how many rights you're going from. Yeah. That really helps me uh, work on my drills and practice, really, I've set the bar higher than I can vault to get uh, a better inversion. That's what I really try to work on because I'm not very good at inverting. Right. And, and you know what? I think, like, besides progressions, I mean, I think, you know, something that you're saying that's huge is, like, if you're watching other people and you know what their numbers are, you kind of know what you should be chasing. You kind of know what's good, what's bad. I feel like the problem in the pole vault world, and, and this is one of my big issues, and, look, I, lo- I love professional vault. I love watching professional pole vaulters jump. It's awesome. But, one, most people jumping are not professional. So people don't even know what average or good or above average or below average numbers are for, like, middle school, high school, college vaulters. You know what I mean? I I mean, look, the average guy is not going to be on a 17-foot pole gripping 1610. You know? Like, the average high school boy, I feel like there's a lot more guys like you two you know, jumping who are gripping in that 11.6 to maybe 13 foot range. We're trying to figure out how to become more efficient, how to get that next PR, how to get the grip up a little bit. You know, there's a lot more kids like that. And by just at least knowing the numbers that you should be hitting in practice, I think that's, that's so, so important for you guys. Um, Rob, what do you think is big or what do you feel like are some of the differences between, let's say, jumping at the club versus high school, you know, or versus what you see at other high schools. I mean, so I'm, I'm going to do a post today, Hayden. I, I'm going to kind of, this is a sneak peek for you to find out. I, by the time people listen to this, it'll be up for a day or two. Um, but I'm going to do this post where I say no single jump is worth an 80% failure rate. Meaning like, and Hayden, you tell me what you see, but I feel like a lot of times, you know, you go to competitions and me, me and Rob will maybe talk about some more specific situations, but you'll see a kid PR, you know, and it's a whopping PR. It's foot PR, two foot PR. But the rest of the season, you watch them no height at really low bars, like just throw numbers out. Like imagine you see a guy jump 14 feet, you know, he PR a foot and a half. But then the rest of the season, you're watching him no height at 11, 6, 12, and maybe he jumps 13. I mean, I feel like that's all too common in the pole vault world. That's what happened at uh, regionals. I'm not going to say the guy's name. Yeah, yeah. No, you don't have to name names. But, yeah. So what happened at regionals? He's, uh, he, he didn't even clear his first, like, starting height. Mm-hmm. But he was one of the best in the world. And wow. Was, which I thought was crazy. And everybody, everybody was dumbfounded by the Right. Yeah. Well, and, and here's my thing, Hayden. And I don't know who you're talking about. 
you know, but do they track their numbers? You know, do they see, okay, well, I grip, let's say 14 feet, I'm opening at 13. That's got to be a gimme. You know what I'm saying? Like, because at that point you're going negative four inch push. I mean, most of my high school boys are opening at bars that are like zero to eight inch push. Even like the average novice guys. I have girls that are opening at zero push. You know what I mean? So a guy has to be able to do that. But I think, and Hayden, I'll give you an example. I know people, for example, like I've seen guys who have jumped 14.6 with 13.6 grip, right? So that's not bad. You're talking about at that point, it's 20 inch push, right? Because mm-hmm. once you calculate for the eight inch drop in the box, plus the, another foot, that's 20 inch, right? I've seen those kids a year or two later grip 14.6 and they jump 15. So their grip went up a foot, but they only PR'd six inches. So when you look at that, that means their push went down six inches. Yeah. So in fact, they've become more inefficient. And because people aren't tracking their numbers, what they don't realize is they're losing in efficiency. So now when that guy grips 14.9 or 15, he might actually start jumping 14. His PR might go down because he keeps losing efficiency as his grip goes up. I mean, I've seen that happen, and I think that's a big problem with not tracking numbers, you know. And and like you said, I mean, you know, I literally didn't know what happened at your regions. We didn't talk about it beforehand, you know, and and you haven't seen the stuff that's happened up here in Jersey, but we're both experiencing similar things, you know, in in the pole vault. And and there's a lot of of failure rate, you know what I mean? I think that's awesome. If a guy jumps like 16 feet, that's great. But if he's no-hiding every other meet, that's not good. The, the analogy I gave today, Hayden, and you let me know if it applies, but I said, it's like, imagine having a, a really nice sports car. It's got leather seats, great engine, you know, but every other month it breaks down. Do you really want to keep it? <laughs> yeah, that, that's not a keeper, right? You got to get a new car, you know? So, I mean, I mean, that, that's the crazy thing, you know, for me. And here's the other thing, Hayden. I, it was so funny when you, you had DM'd me. Because do you remember your first DM to me, what you asked me? Yeah, I asked if there was uh, an Apex vaulting in Louisiana. Yeah, by, by the way, that, that made my day. I just want to let you know. I was so happy when you DM'd me that. I could, like, shed a tear, you know. And, like, I DM'd you back. Hopefully someday. I would love to have Apex vaultings all over America, you know. But that's the thing. And the idea that I'm trying to get across is there's a lot of... There's a lot of Robs and Haydens in America, a lot more than 16 plus guys actually, and you guys need our help. And there's a lot of pole vault coaches out there that I don't, I don't think they realize that if they opened a club, they really could create a following and they'd have a lot of kids coming to their club. And what I think is even more important for our sport, there could be a lot of collegiate and post-collegiate people vaulting because Hayden, I'm going to ask flat out, do you love pole vaulting? Oh, of course. Love it. Do you want to stop pole vaulting anytime soon? Okay. But you know what's going to happen, Hayden? You're, you may go and jump in college. Awesome. And after you're done with college, where do you jump? After college? Yeah. It gets okay. tough. Nowhere. Yeah. That, that's the tough thing. Like now at my club, I have lots of collegiate, post-collegiate vaulters. I even have masters people that come in. And the thing is like this sport is so much fun in my opinion. And yet we lose pole vaulters to things like CrossFit because there's just no pole vault gyms. And so they go and do CrossFit. Also to me, Hayden, 
Here's the other problem. Even if you try to jump post-collegially, you have a heck of a hard time trying to sign up for college meets. A lot of college meets won't accept you. Then the other thing is, think about this, Hayden, and let's be honest. How long do track meets take when you go? Uh, around, let's see, from 3 to about 11 o'clock. Wow. Wow. Rob, how long was Morris County Championships the other day? I got there at 3. When did we leave? We left at 9. Yeah. About, about 9. Right. So we're doing a little bit better than you, Hayden. But, <laughs> but here's the thing. It's a long, long time. But Hayden, let me ask you this. How long does it take you to vault from warm-ups to end? All right. Um, let's see. I start at 3.15, and that's like what time I'll start warming up. Right. And at about 5. Yeah. That's so, what vault is in between. Right, 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 right. No, I get it. And so, I mean, here's my thing. And I'm actually this summer, I don't know if you saw my post, I'm going to... I'm, for the second year in a row, I'm doing the Northeast Pole Vault Club Championships. And the thing is, like, we're going to have middle school, high school, and open competitions. Also, I'm going to have prize money for the open winners. Um, I wish I could give out scholarships to the high school kids, but I've been hearing a lot of no's from people that that's not allowed. But it's going to be a fun event. We're going to have a DJ, an announcer. We're going to have a food truck. There's going to be, you know, games outside, like cornhole, push-up con- push-ups, pull-up contests, and stuff like that. And so it's going to be a really fun event. But here's the thing. You show up for your competition, you're more than welcome to stay, but you can leave if you want. But it's also a fun time. I mean, how friendly are people at track meets usually, the, the people running it, Hayden? What was the question? How, how friendly do you find the people at track meets who are running it? Officials. Okay, officials, they're usually pretty nice. Oh, that's good. Oh, ours aren't. <laughs> yeah, and in, in our area, our officials want to get in and out. They're trying to finish the meet as soon as possible. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, Frank, you just wear, like, y'all have, like, a more northern attitude than down south, <laughs> or, like, hospitality and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm well, friendly. Well, but, all right, but how about even this? Like, obviously, like you just told us, your track meets take forever. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And for the, for the number of people that are competing, I don't know that it needs to take that long. I feel like track meets could be run more efficiently. And obviously, in a selfish way, I really just care about pole vault. So, like, when we run our event this summer, it's like the people putting up the crossbars are going to be moving fast. The officials are going to be moving fast because I think the less downtime that people have, the happier they'll be. And the more jumping that people watch, the happier they'll be and the longer they'll stay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, that, that, that's a couple things that I, I think. Um, I guess just a couple other things that I, I wanted to kind of go back on. Again, I feel like numbers are so huge. And when people look at success rate versus failure rate, and, you know, Rob, I'd like you to chime in. I just, like, somebody once told Rob recently um, – Speaking about me, oh, Broncos guys just grip low and swing fast. Right, right. I mean, how do, how do you feel about that, Rob? Like, maybe you want to even talk about your competition, like people you compete against, their grips, and what's yeah, yeah, actually yeah. going on, you know? Well, see, everyone I compete against is always gripping at least 13, 13, 6 to jump, you know, 12, 12, 6, or whatever. To so 14. Four, yeah, right. grip they, like 14, per se. Right. The, thing, the thing that got me when... Someone was telling me how, you know, Broncos guys just swing low and 
uh, grip low and grip swing low fast. and swing fast. And they, it's just like that's only part of the story. So maybe that's how it seems to like an outsider, right? But really, what we're working on is just like efficiency and being able to push off the top. Like, just for example, the person that was like talking about it maybe grips you know like 14.6 14.9 and maybe grip uh, clears like 15 once or so right but like if every other media's uh no hiding or only clearing 13.6 14 is well, that really right so 14.9 grip you jump uh, 14 he literally is doing a negative one inch push which i mean hayden you're already doing a 13 inch push why can't that kid match you every time do you get what i'm saying because if somebody is that athletic that they're gripping 14.9 they should they should be bet, better than your, your push number. I mean, does that make sense, Hayden? Yes, sir. Yeah. So I mean, that that's the thing that I feel like people don't understand. And even with Rob, right? So like he's saying, he jumps twelve six, so he ends up competing against a lot of guys who are gripping thirteen. But the thing is, like, he wouldn't be competing with them if he wasn't so efficient. Right. And so, uh, did you see the the video I posted last week of Peter Roach? He jumped seventeen one. Yeah, so Peter Roach last week, he was gripping 14.5, and he jumped 17.1 and three quarters. So he had a 40-inch push, right? And he actually almost made 17.6, right? Now, obviously, at the meet he was at, he was the best guy, and he won, and blah, 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 right? But here's, here's the funny thing. There were guys in that competition that were gripping higher than him, like 15 feet. And they, what, I think one of those guys jumped 15. That's awful. So they're, 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 they're jumping two feet lower than him and gripping six, seven inches higher than him. Does that mean? Do you get what I'm saying, Hayden? Yeah. Yeah. And got the video right now. Yeah. Fourteen five. Right. Right. Jumping seventeen one. Yeah. Crazy. It, it, it's su- it's super crazy looking, yeah, it's right? Crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and here's my thing. So now that day, you know, Pete's a stud. But let's say Pete were to make five fifty and he jumps eighteen. Think about this. He ends up qualifying for USAs. He's going to be on a runway where he's the only guy on a 15-foot pole. And probably everyone else is going to be on a 16-foot pole or longer. And on top of it, everybody else is going to probably be gripping a foot and a half higher than him. You know what I mean? So now, again, Pete would be on the runway. He'd be the guy with the lowest grip but the fastest swing. But here's my thing. Everyone should be efficient across the board. But again, I'm going to bring it back and, you know... I'll obviously, Hayden, ask if you have anything else that you wanted to add to the talk. But my thing is, I'm not even worried about the pros. Whoever's jumping high, I'm sure they're happy doing what they're doing. They're happy with their results, and that and that's fine. My thing is, I'm trying to help everybody who's trying to get to the next level. You know, I mean, for you jumping 10-6, look, you were hungry. You wanted to jump higher. I was able to show you a couple things. That helped you get two feet better in a month. You know, Rob, what were you jumping when you first came to the club? Uh, I was also jumping 10.6, but I think I was gripping like almost 12. Yeah, so he was gripping almost 12 to jump 10.6, you know. And now, you know, he's way more efficient, jumping way better. And he's on that tipping point where I feel like his grip's going to get a lot higher. I feel like in the past he was over-gripping, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, That's where I think technique and systems become so much more important. Because that guy jumping 18 plus, look, and that girl jumping 15 plus, they either got it figured out or they think they have it figured out. I'm worrying about all the people who are having difficulty with this sport, 
Because I think it's a big waste of time to just try to get kids to bend poles. You got to get kids clearing bars. You need to get kids competitive. You know, I also argue you'll get your, you'll get the grip a lot higher. Yeah. Um, but you know, that, that's my thing. I'm, I'm trying to help everybody jump as high as they possibly can. And just like I've helped you, like I want everybody out there to know if you need help, feel free to DM me, to email me. You can call me. My number's on the Instagram, on the website. I'm more than happy to help anybody out there, you know? Um, Hayden, was there anything else that you wanted to add? Not really. All right. Well, hey, thanks for doing the podcast. Um, I really appreciate it. Rob, was there anything else that you wanted to add? I mean, not really. Just like I just tell the numbers and like on uh, like Instagram and stuff like that, like show the numbers on what everyone's gripping and stuff because it's just really helpful. Yeah. Well, so look, everybody out there listening – these guys are telling you they're in high school. They're trying to get better. They'd love to know everybody's numbers. They'd love to know how to improve. And I think, Hayden, something that you said, I mean, besides Sean Francis, besides me, there's not a lot of great content out there, you know? I, and listen, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I, you know what I mean? There's definitely people out there that I think have wonderful progressions and are great teachers of the sport. Share. And, and I'll tell everyone out there too, the more you share, the more content you put out, the more successful of a coach you'll become because more people will know who you are and they'll search you out and you'll end up having more athletes to coach. And the more athletes that do this sport, the bigger this sport gets and that's good for everyone, you know? Um, all right. Well, I think that's, a, that's the end of this episode. This is a little bit of a short one. We're about to crack like 30 minutes right now. <laughs> do you want to um, talk about technique for a little bit more? Uh, we could do that in another episode. But uh, thanks again for everybody listening, um, and check us out next time.